Welcome to True Talk on WMNF 88.5 with Ahmed and Summer. This is Ahmed Badir, your host. Summer is traveling. On today's program, we're going to discuss what happened in the special session in Tallahassee this week, where a resolution that was introduced by Representative Angie Dixon from Jacksonville for a ceasefire in um, between Israel and Palestine in the Gaza Strip was... Um, she came under fierce attack from um, members on both sides. Uh, we're going to actually interview her and have a conversation with her about what happened there and why she introduced this. And um, yeah, this is True Talk on WMNF. Stay tuned. Every day we tell each other that this day will be, will be the last and tomorrow. Welcome back to True Talk on WMNF. Uh, this is your host, Ahmed Badir. And um, now we're going to go to what happened in Tallahassee uh, this week. There was a special session called um, by the governor in Tallahassee. Uh, I guess the stated goal was to, to deal with the uh, ongoing um, Israeli war on Gaza and um, also to deal with disaster relief or hurricane relief uh, in the state of Florida. Uh, many people um, thought, many analysts said that this was actually just Governor DeSantis trying to score some uh, political points ahead of the debate that was that took place last night. Um, the way these things work in Tallahassee by the legislature is that, uh, you know, you have Republicans and Democrats um, that represent different districts. So over, you know, the Republicans have a super majority there. They control all branches of uh, government, the executive, the governor's office, as well as the House and the Senate in uh, Tallahassee. So members, they introduce bills, they introduce resolutions. And um, usually, um, very rarely do the resolutions of the Democrats actually make it on the floor. Um, and if they do, because it's in the hand of the Speaker, who is a Republican. So it was a surprise to see this week that House Resolution HR 31C was actually uh, put on the floor and introduced by a, um, a young lawmaker uh, named Angie uh, Nixon. She represents Florida's District 13, which is in South Jacksonville. She's a woman of color. She has a history of being a community organizer and an activist. 
passionate um, about community work. And she introduced this resolution. This is how this resolution was introduced. Um, let me see if I can play this. I believe I have a... Um, copy of this. Let me see. A resolution calling for an immediate de-escalation and ceasefire in the state of Israel and occupied Palestine, supporting the protection of the constitutional rights of Floridians and advocating for the dignity and safety of residents in every community. Representative Nixon, you're recognized to explain the resolution. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I want to first start off by saying I have and will continue to publicly condemn. Hamas and the violent terrorist attacks that they committed on October 7th. I have also stated and will continue to state that the hostages should be free. I filed this resolution for the 1400 Israelis and now over 10,000 Palestinians killed since the attack. Sadly, my resolution was the only one that recognized explicitly the Palestinian people that have also suffered and are continually suffering right now. It's never been my intent to downplay the heinous acts that took place at the hands of Hamas, nor to downplay the ongoing hostage situation. My intent is simply to uplift and humanize the innocent individuals that have lost their lives and are at risk of losing their lives. Honestly, it's about the babies, the Israeli babies and the Palestinian babies. Children should not be punished for the sins of adults. HR 31C calls for not only a ceasefire, but de-escalation in both Israel and Palestine, along with the protection of the constitutionally protected right to protest and free speech and the dignity and safety of all Floridians. This resolution states all, it states explicitly, all human life is precious and the targeting of civilians, no matter their religion. This is what it states. No matter their religion or ethnicity is a violation of international humanitarian law. It also acknowledges literally in the resolution, the lives that were lost by both the Israelis and Palestinians. If these attacks happened, in any one of our districts, that's about one out of every 18 constituents gone in a matter of weeks. The United Nations have called Gaza a children's graveyard. Again, this is about all the babies. Speaking of the UN, 88 of their own aid workers have been killed by Israeli forces, making it the deadliest conflict they've ever endured. That was an impassionate or passionate uh, introduction by Representative Angie Nixon, who represents Florida's District 13, speaking from the, U the Florida State House of Representatives Representatives floor this week when introducing uh, HR 31C. 
so resolution for ceasefire and de-escalation. Um, Representative Nixon, who is a Democrat from Jacksonville, introduced this resolution. Again, rarely are these resolutions actually, um, you know, make it to the floor, but it was surprising. Then she goes on in this to kind of question the Republican majority who decided to put this um, on the floor and for a vote um, and not really address other issues that Floridians are facing. Let's continue with this now. And the House Republican leaders who set the agenda regarding what bills get to be heard on the floor for allowing my resolution of all the other Democratic bills to be heard. You did not have to put this on the agenda, but you chose to do it anyway. And now we can discuss all aspects of the conflict in the Middle East. You didn't choose to address the property insurance crisis. You didn't choose to address the Medicaid expansion and halt the disenrollment that's happening. Representative, if you can just stay to the resolution and, and please address your remarks to the resolution. Sure. Among many other the bills that would have provided funding for HBCUs and other things, you chose to put this on. So basically here she's just saying, you know, instead of addressing other issues that include issues that um, that the state is facing, uh, the state legislator, the the Republican-led majority there, they chose to bring up this issue. And I think once you hear how this transgressed over the next hour um, during this session, you can go online and find the video for this on the Florida Channel uh, website for this uh, HR31C, and you can watch it for yourself. It was just shocking to hear some of the comments that were made from both Republican and Democrats that came up on the microphone. Normally how these things you know, work, they read the bill, the person that introduces it gets to say what it's about. Then uh, there's some questions to the member. Then they split the time between Democrats and Republicans. Those are for, those are against. And normally these things are uh, go according to, you know, um, party lines. But in this situation, both parties that were allocated time, all the speakers that came up basically came up not only are they against the resolution, but they were attacking Representative uh, Nixon, who happens to be an African-American, a black woman. And um, no one from her own party, from the Democratic Party, actually came to you know uh, speak for her uh, or to speak out against uh, the attacks that were coming uh, directed at her. I wanna play a couple of those clips from some of the comments um, this is, I guess, Representative Caruso. The person that spoke the most is actually Representative Randy Fine, who's from, I think, the Brevard area. But here's Caruso. Um, let me see. Okay, here we go. I say never again. Members, this bill is bad. I'm offended by this bill. And I urge the representative to stand up and do the right thing and withdraw this bill, which only perpetuates hate and death. 
My God, this acts of anti-Semitism has got to stop. And I ask all of us to vote no on this bill tonight. Thank you. One after the other came up and somehow equating the introduction of this resolution for a ceasefire with anti-Semitism, invoking the Holocaust, invoking other atrocities, and uh, in a way even suggesting that somehow by the introduction of this resolution to cease fire, to stop killing children, that that's somehow endangering and creating more violence towards the Jewish community despite the fact that Representative Nixon over and over repeated that this is about both Israeli and Palestinian children. This is about civilians on both sides, even citing that, you know, according to the United Nations, some 82 members of the United Nations staff in Gaza have been killed. But that's all falling on deaf ears. Um, I want to play another clip, and here's a... um, from the um, one of the Democratic leaders in the House. Here we go. But if those six million hadn't been killed, we'd be at approximately 40 million Jews in the world today. So when I hear a ceasefire that does not understand our history or has contempt for our history, I believe it to be born out of ignorance and anti-Semitism. And there was an opportunity to not have to deal with this today. And the responsibility for having to deal with this today falls on the shoulders of one person, the person who filed this bill. And I say, and I want to thank this body for standing with me, that there's not a single person speaking pro. I want to thank this body for standing not with me, but for the people of Israel and Jews everywhere. Because while we have said never again, in the time of Egypt, in the time of the Ottomans, in the time of the Romans, and since the Holocaust, never again is now. And never again is now is the time to push the button and show the world that we mean it and vote this resolution down. And I appreciate you for your support. Now, were the comment that was the uh, the comments by Mike. Um, I'm getting a call, a message from my producer. Um, that I have to reply to, so. But for some reason, it's not letting me send. Yes, um, I'd like to play that. We're going to actually have Gottlieb saying that, you know, Nixon is ignorant, anti-Semitic. So he goes on to say that if we can cue that clip and we can play it, that would be great. Just let me know when you're ready, Frank, uh, to do that. So uh, when I hear a ceasefire that does not understand our history or has contempt for our history, I believe it to be born out of ignorance and anti-Semitism. Right. Thank you so much for that. So that was um, Mike Gottlieb. I think I'm pronouncing it right. He's actually a Democrat 
he's part of the Democratic leadership. He's from the same party as Nixon herself. Um, and he represents District 102. He's a Democrat, part of the Democratic leadership. It's it's like, this is your same team. You're on the same team as Nixon and you're gonna go up. And he decided to make this comment, not from his seat, but to go up to what's called the well, it's the podium right up front to lecture the whole house. And to simply say basically that Nixon is somehow is ignorant anti-Semitic by introducing this bill. What is this resolution that she was introducing? A ceasefire to stop killing people. This is so disturbing. The type, the type of genocidal rhetoric that we're hearing there, and so much misinformation. Golub is the same person that even said that women's breasts were cut off on October seventh. I haven't seen that anywhere. Um, we heard of you know of now the debunked and it turned out to be a lie that there were beheaded babies. That some forty babies were beheaded on October seventh. There's so much misinformation campaign, and somehow, all of a sudden, the Tallahassee, instead of dealing with issues that have to do with the state of Florida, they're discussing and spewing a lot of misinformation and invoking anti-Semitism and accusing people of anti-Semitism. Let me, anti-Semitism is real, and it's dangerous, and it's abhorrent, and it's disgusting. What's equally as disgusting is to be um, spreading misinformation and Islamophobia and using that to bomb and kill innocent civilians. To, and this is not my own word. The United Nations, many members there and in the United Nations, they're classifying what's happening in Gaza right now as a genocide. This is not something theoretical. This is not something that people are feeling afraid. This is actually happening. And mass massacres are happening as we speak. Over 11,000 people dead. I think the number is actually more. That was of yesterday. You know, almost half of them are children. Um, you know, she gave a, uh, Nixon responded at the end. This is how it works. The person introduces it, had to respond at the end. And in a way, she was in tears. She was coming under attack. And while she was speaking, the members all went up front, many of them, and uh, most of them, at least, I don't have an exact number, but and they turned their backs on her while she was speaking as a sign of, you know, turning their backs on her. And this included Republicans and Democrats. This is a woman who went there to do the right thing. And this is how uh, she was treated. And uh, this is part of her closing statement here. To live their lives in peace. Hamas hasn't had an election since 2006. Many of the innocent people dying haven't had the opportunity to vote for anyone. Two things can be true at the same time. We can care about the lives of Israelis and the hostages, and we can also care about the Palestinians at the same time. Palestinians that are not Hamas. Hamas doesn't represent Palestinians. Caring about thousands of innocent lives lost makes nobody anti-Semitic. Caring about thousands of innocent lives lost does not make anyone anti-Semitic. This resolution is used to send a message, and that message is simply this. Regardless of our race, 
our religion, our background. Everyone deserves the freedom to live healthy, prosperous, and safe lives. But today, the people of Israel and Palestine mourn thousands of death and seek water and food and shelter and safety. Continued attacks will only lead to more suffering and more death. We must take immediate steps to help those in danger right now. That means restoring resources and providing humanitarian aid, but we must prevent more casualties so that they are actually around to get and benefit from that aid. We need long-term solutions for people in the entire region so that both the Palestinian and Israeli people can live their lives and raise their families in peace. Here at home, we must oppose criminalizing Floridians' constitutional right to protest and have free speech while fighting for everyone's dignity and safety by vowing to combat racism, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, and ethno-nationalism in all forms. To the media, let's have a true conversation about, it, what, about what it means to be a part of a marginalized community being manipulated to go against another marginalized community. Many of my colleagues have stated that folks are fearful of another massacre occurring to the Jewish people. Well, guess what? A massacre is occurring now. Entire bloodlines of Palestinians have been wiped away. They are gone. The threat since filing this resolution have been real to me. Is that democracy? To the people at home, I will fight on your behalf no matter what, even if they threaten to take away funding, even if they threaten to silence me, I won't remain silenced, even if they punish me like they continue to do because I'm speaking out for marginalized communities, all marginalized communities, and you can turn your backs on me, but I am on the right side of history because I don't want the babies to die. My community, this resolution was filed on behalf of my constituents. My community... That was Angie Nixon. Sorry about that. Uh, she was making her closing arguments and closing statement about HR 31C as she was speaking. Republicans and Democrats uh, turned their backs towards her. And even at one point when she said, How many, you know, 11,000 or 10,000 have been killed? How many more have to die? One of the other members responded and said, All of them. This is what was happening on the floor. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to have a conversation with Angie Nixon herself, the representative who introduced this bill and her reaction to what happened. This is um, True Talk on WMNF. And um, we'll be right back right after this.
let me start again. Okay, welcome back to True Talk, uh, produced by WMNF, and I'm now joined by Representative Angie Nixon, who is representing Florida uh, 13th District in the State House of Florida, and that's uh, basically South Jacksonville area. She's participating, like other Florida lawmakers, in the special session in Tallahassee. Um, normally, the Florida legislator doesn't meet at this time of the year, but there's a special session there. Welcome to True Talk. Um Representative Nixon. Nice to meet you. I'm happy to be here. Why is there a special session right now? There was a special session that was called to help um, the failing campaign, presidential campaign for Governor Ron DeSantis. Um, he That's is... the political uh, reason why, but what was the stated <laughs> goal, the official reason? But, yeah, that's the political reason. So the stated reason was to address um, the issues that are going on in Israel, uh, as well as to address uh, the um, hurricane resiliency and things like that. So basically, but hurricane resiliency has not is not an, an urgent matter right now. It doesn't seem so. You felt like this was, was for political well, reasons. Um, it is because there are still some folks that uh, are not doing well due to the last hurricane, particularly like in the panhandle on, on, on the west, the west coast. So that don't want to negate what's going on with that. But um, right. But I mean, that, that hurricane has happened a long time ago. And no, no, there was no session called for that immediately after Correct. that hurricane. Correct. But you felt, but you feel there was a different reason that the governor called for the session. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I think it's today or sometime this week that they're doing a presidential debate and yeah, it was last night. Oh, last night. That's how was it? No, it's tonight. Maybe it's tonight. I mean, I, I don't <laughs> yeah. I usually look at I can't, my days are running together. Uh -huh. um, and so I know that he called a special session to score cheap political points for his supporters that are pro-Israel and he wanted to make national headlines because there is a crisis uh, going on in the Middle East. And, you know, again, he just wants to be in the news. Is it a crisis in the Middle East or is it a crisis in uh, DeSantis' campaign? Uh, it's, it's both, right? So mm -hmm. there, there are thousands of innocent lives being lost um, in a matter of weeks. And also DeSantis is basically plummeting in the polls and he needs a boost to his campaign. So he's trying to make it seem as though he's good at foreign affairs. Uh, but I don't understand how you can be good at foreign affairs when you're not even good in Floridian <laughs> Well, well, I mean, the governor hasn't wasted any time in politicizing this issue from the beginning. He's um, brought, you know, made statements and flew Israeli Floridians back to Florida and even sent weapons or, uh, I guess, military uh, equipment to Israel using uh, Florida taxpayer funds that are meant for disaster relief and 
using the, you know, Florida's disaster relief resources for that purpose. But I want to focus on the resolution that they were trying to pass yesterday. And then also you introduced your own resolution. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that? How did your resolution come about and what made you decide to introduce that? Yeah, so I have a lot of Palestinian Americans that reside in my district. Mm -hmm. And I have been outspoken about the fact that I felt they were being demonized and their their people were being demonized and they were dehumanizing the lives that are being lost by Palestinians. And um, a a group of a group of Palestinian Americans, um, some of which resided in my district, reached out to me about a resolution to support them and to call for a ceasefire, which I have called for publicly previously. And so I decided to file a resolution to call for a ceasefire and de-escalation and overall de-escalation, which I felt also meant like de-escalating things, like releasing hostages, like all the things. Mm -hmm. um, apparently that's not enough um, for some folks. Apparently some folks feel that that's not enough to just call for de-escalation and ceasefire. Like they feel that's anti-Semitic because it does not address the uh, the terrorist group Hamas and the hostages that they have. And so, you know, I even went to try to amend the resolution, but like my overall goal was to try to get folks to see the humanity in mm -hmm. a group of people who have been marginalized and oppressed um, and a group of people who right now that just seems as though there is no folks don't care like folks don't care that babies are dying and so like I just wanted to really humanize. Is it is it that they don't care or they only care about one side or some babies but not all babies i mean they don't, that's not caring like they right like they don't care about there's a group of people that just don't care I mean, because about the, some of the people from what i from what i heard there they were very strong from you know they were condemning you know the attacks on israeli children or Israelis, but didn't see that Palestinians were equal to that is, is the way I saw it. I mean, did you kind of get, you know, the same sense from your colleagues in the state house? I mean, that's what I said yesterday. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I heard your mm -hmm. Yeah. When would it be? How many lives are enough to stop this? And someone stated all of them. Yeah, you said how many more you representative know, be... representative Michelle Salzman Salzman stated all of them. She wanted all Palestinian, basically, all she wanted all Palestinians dead. 
right? Like, well, you sh I mean, I saw, I heard you say that, and and you put on the record that one of my colleagues, but you didn't name her, and I was wondering who that was. Her, it um, is Representative Salzman. <laughs> I have no I, problem naming her. You can't necessarily name folks on the floor. You're not supposed to, even though, you know, we, I have gotten named on the floor and and criticized on the floor. And so... As a person of color, you know, African-American, Black American, you know, you're now part of the government, you're legislating, and you're trying to make a difference from the inside. I think you were an activist before, and you're trying to make things, and you're introducing resolutions that, you know, cease fire makes sense. Are, are you surprised by the reaction from your colleagues? And and for those that say, well, you know, our system is broken and the politics are not working, you know, what do you say to that? I think I was surprised in my first legislative session, but since then I've seen a constant erosion of democracy taking place here within these four walls of the this Capitol building. Um, what do I say to people that says the system is broken? It is. And that is why I speak out. The system is broken on both sides. We are in a two-party system. And I, you know, I, I'm a Democrat. I'm a proud Democrat. And like when we really stay true to our values, the people stay true to our values and we have the the back we have we have the people like we we speak to the people we fight for the people when we do that the people have our backs but what i've witnessed from both sides of the aisle unfortunately is that people are more concerned with their own personal political ambition rather than the everyday lives of floridians and so mm. not only was I an activist, I was an organizer. Like I, I am I am still a community organizer. And community organizers organize and, and educate and try to teach folks about power and how they need to they have power and how coming together, groups coming together, different diverse groups of people coming together, they can build power. And like they can take back their government and effect positive change, right? Like they can mm -hmm. hold elected officials accountable. And so I have carried on that approach to let the way in which I try to legislate, right? The way in which I serve so that folks know and folks realize that this isn't normal, this should not be normal, right? Like it right. is normal, but it should not be normal. And it's not right. And that there are people who will come in this role and actually fight for the people and not be corrupted, right? Like I'm literally like, I know I have, I've, I know I'm not getting any more appropriations. I know I'm never going to get a bill passed on my own here if if it's 
the political climate stays the way it is. But I also know that there are people out there in the community that are so apathetic and so disillusioned because of what's been going on. And I want to be their voice here. Mm -hmm. I want to use this platform to like push back against that. So that that comes with being ostracized, right? That comes with them putting me in a basement with rats. That right. comes no. with mm. that, that comes with them not moving my bills, right? And but so, not only, but not only are they not moving your bills, and you can expect that maybe from the Republicans. But in your resolution yesterday, well, is could be seen as very disheartening. And in usually in Tallahassee, yes, it is polarized, but it's usually along party lines. But in this situation, in this resolution, which was basically calling for ceasefire to stop the killing on all sides, uh, almost all of the Democrats in the House voted with the Republicans. I mean, these Republicans, Democrats can't agree on anything. But in this resolution, you know, maybe there's some unprecedented situation here. You know, I think the vote was something like only two people, you included, and another representative voted for it. Everyone else was against it, including all of the Democrats, 35 of them. Um, I think that's the number, the split right now. I'm not sure how many were actually there. But was, was that a surprise to you that so many Democrats, including no. other people of color, including other surprising. black, you know, people of color yeah. voted why? It wasn't surprising. People don't want to. People don't want to go through what I've gone through. They Some don't want to be humiliated. They don't want to stand up for the truth. They don't want to take a stand. They don't want. They, what, what is it? They, they don't, don't want to go through. Want, they don't want to be punished. They don't want to lose their seat. But I operate from the lens of I got this seat to represent the people and their interests and what they need. So that's what I'm gonna do. Right. Regardless um, of the consequences. Regardless of the consequences. And co and consequences, it was pretty it was pretty alarming. You know, I saw you crying on the house floor. Uh, and I think many other people also sympathize with you that you know you're introducing a resolution about children. And if people that are opposing that mean it means they just want more death. And Right now, the number of people killed in Gaza is over 10,000. Almost half of them are children. And you mentioned that. Uh, you also acknowledged that there was, you know, 1,400 right. Israelis so, that, that were killed. But, but it seems like it's not equal there. It's very one-sided. Yeah. So, like, again, just people are fearful, right? And... What are they afraid of? Is somebody going to kill them up there? Or what are they afraid of? What are, what's, what are the consequences? They're going to lose their I, seats? Listen, I totally understand where you're coming from. Like, that's why I speak out. But, like, some people are afraid to lose their seats. Some people are afraid. How to will lose they lose their funding. seats? How will they, they lose their seats? They will, they, will, they will lose fundraising dollars. They will lose. They will be. <laughs> the Republicans will put people in the race to run against them. They won't get their bills passed. Some of these people were in very safe Democratic seats. You know, I can only speak for me mm -hmm. and 
how I operate, right? Like, I don't want to attack my own, right? <laughs> but I will just say it was very lonely out there. But I understand some people are fearful. Like, hell, I'm fearful sometimes, but I just do it anyway because I know I have to and I know I need to. And again, because when I walk outside the four walls, I would say every day somebody stops me and says, thank you for being our voice. And so that's all I care about. Like, I'm not beholden I mean, to anything else but that. It's it's definitely a courageous thing. I think if more Democrats had the courage that you have, the party would actually make more headways in Tallahassee and across the state. If you can't really tell a difference between a Democrat and a Republican, and when it comes to something as uh, saving lives that everybody is basically on board with, you saw the same Republicans that are trying to save fetuses' lives and saying that they care about babies, but you've got real live babies right now, thousands of them getting killed with bombs, and they're saying, you know, continue it, and then one oh. even saying all of them. So, yeah, I, you know, it's so, it's such a nuanced situation and I don't want to, I don't want to diminish, you know, the hurt that many in the Jewish community felt about what took place on October 7th. And I also don't want to diminish how some of them like, maybe fearful that the Holocaust could happen again, because I also don't like, I don't want people to diminish black people's feelings and how we think there may be, we, we get attacked still, right? Like, or we think that folks come after us, right? And so like, and, I and don't- It's not we think, it's happening. I mean, the, the attacks, the, the police brutality, I don't see police shooting down white people all over the country. But, but I also want to be clear, right? Like there are literal Nazis, neo-Nazis that run around Florida. Well, of course, that, that, that and that's- well, that have pulled Jewish folks out of their cars. And so like, I don't- That's abhorrent, that's abhorrent, and, and anti-Semitism is abhorrent, but what's happening in Gaza is not a neo-Nazi situation. They're not going after neo-Nazis. They're not bombing neo-Nazis. In fact, some of these same Republicans in Tallahassee kind of sound you know, a little bit like neo-Nazis when it comes to their rhetoric. Um, I. And so I, you know, I call I, out, right, I call out the rhetoric. And so, like, right. again, I can only speak for myself, right? And the reason that I did what I did and the fact that I feel I'm ostracized, but I'm just going to keep doing it, right? And Well, you're I definitely on the right side of history, and I think history will judge that in the future, that, you know, there were two state lawmakers in Tallahassee that saw the bombings and the murder of these children, and they said something. And I think, you know, that that takes, despite all the attacks, um, you know, people like, not to make comparisons, but people like Martin Luther King and others, they were ostracized. They were lonely when they were taking difficult positions. And I think that's what leadership is about. It's not just to go along and repeat and jump, jump on the bandwagon. It's about taking these strong positions, even if it's against your own friends when it comes to issues of justice. So, you know, I commend you for that and for that courage. Um, what are your thoughts to 
your your message to other Floridians across the state that want yeah, to see mom. the ceasefire happen. They want to, a sense of justice, and they're dissatisfied with their representatives yeah. in Washington just beating the drums to war. Right. So I would say they need to reach out to their representatives and demand a ceasefire. Like, and they and I also want Floridians to realize that like politicians, elected officials work for them. <laughs> like <laughs> we should be answering to y'all, like hold us accountable, like demand meetings, go to their community meetings, go to their delegation meetings, go to their committee meetings when you can, right? Like demand that they show up. So we can't just hold people accountable at the ballot box. We have to hold them accountable year round, do actions, organize other people, have the uncomfortable conversations so that we can begin to change hearts and minds. And I, like that's one of the main things. People aren't talking like they're yelling at each other or they're not saying anything at all. Like to like to really be in conversation, right? We have to humanize each other. And so that's what I would ask folks to do as well as um, join organizations like Florida for All and Dream Defenders uh, and these groups that are doing organizing, uh, Florida Rising, Florida Immigrant Coalition, Mm -hmm. These groups that are organizing within communities to help educate people about what's going on, right? To help and build power and take back our state for the people. How specifically now about the Democratic Party, how can we get more people like you and your values more ingrained in the party and we in the leadership? Join. We got to join. We can't just talk about how broken it is. We have to join and get our friends and like. But you've seen you've join. seen many examples when people have joined, and you know whether it's the Bernie Coalition or others, and the establishment. Up. The establishment uh, always they rig things, they change things, they play by different rules, and they continue to use their money to plant their people and just continue to control the party. I feel like the leadership is very. It's out of touch with the base, with with, right. with their and so followers. You educate, you educate the base to help join you. We're not going to do it alone. Is joining enough? What do, What do they do after joining? They join and they 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 join and they hold leadership accountable. And then you get enough people to join and you run for you run for the different offices, right? Like the different seats. And you know that's like that's what we have to do. They, or you like that's what you gotta do right like and you can't give up this was not this did not happen overnight it's not gonna change overnight it's like a law it's for the long haul but we can't just sit on the outside and complain about it we have to get into the fight state representative uh, angie uh, nixon from uh, florida's 13th district what's your last message um my last message is uh I offer, I don't, my last message is, you know, I want everybody to see the humanity in folks, talk to people, like, that's organizing one-on-one, -on -one. talk to people, have a one-on-one -on -one conversation, build relationships, so that we can start changing things for the better. Thank you so much, um, uh, Representative Angie Dick Nixon, and uh, for your courage and everything you're doing in uh, Tallahassee.
to represent the voiceless. I, I know there's not a lot of people on the side of the Palestinians and it's, you know, especially the children in Gaza that can't speak for themselves. The images that we're seeing are horrific and uh, somebody's got to speak up and, you know, demand ceasefire because murdering more children is not the answer, obviously, and it's not going to make us safer. Um, so thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good one. That was uh, Angie Nixon, Representative Angie Nixon of Florida District 13. It was, um, she was inspiring that, you know, this is a day after the brutal attacks that she faced on the House floor, uh, this Florida State House floor. And whether you agree with a ceasefire or not, um, well, one, you should agree with a ceasefire because anything else is just you're supporting genocide at this point, uh, bombing and killing people in Gaza that are just locked up in a big concentration camp. And people that don't realize, and I would urge people to go on the Florida channel and look at the discussion on November 7th, where this resolution, it's about an hour long, but it just shows you the kind of, I don't know, thuggery that's happening there. And I, it can't really, I mean, it's not thuggery like in violence, but just the political, the grandstanding, the misinformation, the ignorance, the ignorance did not come from Angie Nixon. It came from all those other people that were standing there. And one, some of them that are leading and intimidating others into silence and spreading misinformation and conflating somehow criticism of bombing children is somehow anti-Semitic. Come on, people. Uh, we're not stupid. Calling for uh, de-escalating and stopping the bombing. There's one side is getting bombed and killed for the past 30 days now, and it's the Palestinians. October 7th, those events, it was horrific. But there's no comparison. Not to equate, but you've got over 11,000 people killed. The people of Gaza, the Palestinians there, they don't have an air force. They don't have a navy. They don't have tanks. They don't have an iron dome to protect themselves. They don't have bomb shelters. They don't even have water. The water has been cut off. Electricity has been cut off. And every few days, they actually cut off all communication cell towers that when somebody gets bombed and injured, they can't even call the paramedics. They can't call for help. Whatever paramedics that still exist are left that have ambulances, the ambulances cannot even run because there's no fuel. Very little fuel is left. They just hear the bombing and they follow the smoke. And people are digging rubble with their own hands to find children, to find women, to find innocent individuals. This is not something that happened in World War II. This is not happening that something that happened in Vietnam. This is happening right now in front of our eyes with our tax money, with the support of this administration, a Democrat one, with Biden, the one that talked about doing diplomacy. This is the White House that's saying there's no red lines. Israel can do whatever it wants. There was a reason why they established the Geneva Convention. And they're even basically the State Department saying that somehow or hinting or suggesting that somehow that Israel doesn't have to follow the Geneva Convention. Go look it up. 
I mean, it's not a state if it was in a press conference where those comments were made or interpreted that way. We should be concerned because our tax money is funding this violence, funding the bombs and providing the weapons. And that's unacceptable. And it's now been very clear that Netanyahu does not want a ceasefire, that in fact, there are documents after documents and behind the scenes, Israeli lawmakers are pushing regional leaders as well as the United States to accept that they plan to forcibly displace Palestinians off their land and push them into Egypt, in the Sinai, in the desert. But the other concern is, some people are speculating that Israel is trying to cause as much destruction to the infrastructure as possible. What's the infrastructure? It's the infrastructure that sustains life. Water treatment plants, electrical plants, cellular communication plants, bakeries, hospitals. Almost every hospital in Gaza has been hit now. What happens when you don't have this infrastructure and people cannot be treated and there's no clean water? Disease starts to spread or starvation. You're either going to starve them to death or disease is just going to take over and then people will just get infected and people will start dying that way. And then Israel will just simply say, well, you know, we're not bombing them. Many people will tell you that it's not just the bombing that kills, that it's the after the war, after the violence, all the disease that spread. If you don't get treatment right now, 10 times more people will get killed than from the bombing because of the disease, and especially when you don't have water and you don't have hospitals. That's what's happening. And they don't have food. This is happening with our tax money. It's disgusting. It's outrageous. And it's very disturbing that you have members in Tallahassee that would shout down Angie Nixon and call her an anti-Semite for introducing a ceasefire resolution. This is True Talk on WMNF. Right after this is going to be the scoop. It's uh, produced by by, uh, WMNF and it's the headline news for the day. So stay tuned for that. Instead of NPR, it's going to be the scoop and it should be coming on Um, very shortly from now. Have a great weekend. Contact your representatives. Urge them to demand a ceasefire because it's unacceptable. We can't see the violence that's happening right now and look the other way. This is WMNF Tampa.